This is Connecting Dots from Fixed Cost Financial. Read the disclaimer in the show notes. Assume a conflict of interest with all companies discussed due to our extensive holdings. Let's begin. I think one of the problems when we talk about hydrogen is that, well, let's be honest, you probably forgot how to make it. Now, I don't know about you, but a long time ago when I was in school, we learned how to make hydrogen. It was one of those experiments that, well, we all did, and no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's the way it was. And the way it's done, which I'm sure you've forgotten just like everybody else, we're going to talk about now because once we talk about it, you're going to say, oh, well, that's not so bad. And so here's how it works. First things first. What we're going to do is we're going to get a glass of water, okay? We're going to get a 9-volt battery and get two paper clips. That's all it's going to take. With that, we're going to make hydrogen. Now, what I want you to do is take the paper clips, unbend them, and then you might need a little pair of pliers. You're going to connect one to each end of the terminal of the battery. Okay, there's two terminals. What you're going to do is you're going to place the ends so they don't touch the container of water. Okay, take both ends. You're going to put them into the water, but not touching the container. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's it. What's going to happen is you're going to start seeing some bubbles. They're going to start bubbling off the wires. Okay. The one with more bubbles, that's going to be giving you the hydrogen. The other one, that's going to be oxygen. Now you can test which one it is hydrogen versus the oxygen is by simply taking a lighter or a match. The little bubbles, well, they're going to burn. The oxygen, they're not going to burn. Ta-da! You created hydrogen. You separated H2O. You separated the hydrogen from the oxygen using electricity. So now you see that you have to have a container, you have to have a separation, you have to have electricity. Basic fundamental mechanics of hydrogen is what and how a fuel cell works. Real simple. Now, the word fuel cell has a very specific meaning, but the gas tank in your car is, in essence, a fuel cell. Now, people will say, but is hydrogen combustible? Yeah, so is a car. Have you ever seen a car explode? Because I have. I've seen vehicles in traffic accidents that went boom. And I've seen people killed in car accidents. But you have to understand that you have to do things in the right way. And if you do, this is safe. Now, you can collect the hydrogen by inverting, for example, a water-filled tube or a jar over the wire that's producing the hydrogen gas. And you want water in a container so you can collect the hydrogen without it getting into the air. Because, again, you want to keep it separated. If you have the air with it, it's very flammable. It's dangerous. So that's the reason why you don't collect gas coming off of both wires in the same container. That mixture could burn fairly quickly, cause an explosive ignition, and so you don't want to do that. But the gas that's coming off, that's just simply pure hydrogen. Now, here's what I want you to understand. You want to avoid exposure to air, disconnect the battery, cap it, put it all away, and it's done. It's a very simple little experiment. Now, why do I want you to do that? Because fuel cell basics are no more complicated or difficult than that. A fuel cell is literally a device that generates electricity, a chemical reaction. You have your two electrodes, and the reactions that are produced when electricity is taking place, you create hydrogen. Wow! And one of the big advantages to fuel cells is that they generate electricity with very little what we call pollution. And the byproduct of what's going on there, generally speaking, it's just good old-fashioned water. That's it. Now, when you think about this whole thing about a fuel cell, All we're trying to do is to produce enough electrical current so it can be directed outside of the cell to do something called powering an electric motor. That's it. 
you can power a light bulb, and you could power a city. But you have to understand the chemical reactions that produce the current. That's all it is, it's just how a cell works. So let's do this. One of the things I'm a big believer in is Occam's razor. When you have a complex problem and you have two or more solutions, the one with the fewest number of variables is most likely going to be correct. So let's go out and buy some fuel cells. Eh, God, I can't do that. You can't really do that because building them is not inexpensive. It's expensive and you need to be efficient and reliable. And that's been something that humans have been working on for quite a while. Scientists and inventors have created a lot of different types of fuel cells. But here's the thing. Damn it to hell, we can do it. There are a lot of choices out there. There's a lot of fuel cell developers. But... We just haven't had the Manhattan Project type effort that's been put into it. And for those of you who don't know what the Manhattan Project was, it's in World War II. And it was the race to develop the atomic bomb. And our people here in the United States, we were able to d develop it barely ahead of the Germans. And of course, we deployed it in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. So there are different types of hydrogen devices out there, different types of fuel cells that are out there. I am absolutely not going to go through all the different phosphoric acid or proton exchange membranes. I'm not going to talk about solid oxides. I'm not going to get into all that. Just be advised, there are different methodologies. But the time has come for you and me and everyone to start writing letters to our members of Congress, picking up the phone, including senators. You start, you got to start this conversation around the water cooler, having that conversation online with people. You go to the restaurant, you talk with people, you go to church, you network. You have to talk about the future because energy independence in our nation is really critical. Reliance on a fossil fuel, eh, probably not the smartest thing to do. It was when it was just bubbling out of the ground. But the days of Jed Clampett, where he was hunting for some food and up one day came a bubbling crude, is probably done, okay? And there may be more oil that will bubble up from the ground at some point in time. But right now, there are things that we could be doing that could make us a whole lot happier, a whole lot richer, a whole lot more independent, and a whole lot more productive. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed.